call is now being recorded. Kevin Bruce, uh, Kevin, let's talk some USC defense versus Ohio State offense and some other things I know that you might see on this game. But when you're talking about what you see on the opposite side of the line, uh, there's a lot to like about what these Buckeyes have on offense, uh, but it starts down on a very impressive, mean, nasty offensive line. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, you know, it's, it's easy to, to look at Ohio State's offense and be mesmerized by their talent at quarterback, of course, with Barrett. Their running backs are stellar. They've got great vertical receivers, uh, mm-hmm. very fast, some tall, one tall one in particular, but also all three are very, very fast. But the key to the whole offensive scheme is their offensive line. Very good, including the tight end, by the way. Very, very good. Very seasoned. Um, literally, I believe it's hundreds, well over 100 anyway, starts. Uh, across the line. Right, right. And that really makes a difference. There isn't much that they haven't seen, played against over the years, uh, and, and very often uh, much of that time uh, together as a unit. Certainly this uh, this year they haven't been afflicted with injuries to speak of. Um, they're very good. And their tight end is a combination of tight ends, plural, a combination, uh, good receiver, you know, reasonable receivers, right? They, they can, mm-hmm. they can split the same, but they block well. And they use the tight end in their, uh, third down and short spread formation where they use a formation to spread everybody out. They put JT in the background, Barrett the quarterback, and they use the tight end to, uh, add as really an H-back inside trap. Uh, you know, they'll pull a, t- a guard or a tackle, but they also pull the tight end. And it's an isolation play. It's tough to stop. I mean, it looks, you know, if you're watching it on film, you kind of go, what's the big deal? The big deal is you're outnumbered. That's the big deal. And you got a 235-pound quarterback behind a very stout offensive line and a tight end whose sole job is to make a block. And we're just going to have to find a way to uh, defeat that play. Um, most teams haven't had a lot of success doing that. And, and who would you say might be some key guys on offense to do that? I think Cameron Smith in the middle is, is one, but uh, who else is going to have to really show up? Yeah, you know, you said uh, Cam is, is going to he's going to be very busy, not just physically, not just making the plays, but setting the defense, making the calls, getting the field. The first few times they run their their various sets uh, on short yardage, in particular, or third third down conversions. Let's call third down conversions. It's going to be very unusual because we just haven't seen this type of blocking scheme combined with the athleticism and uh, upperclassmen slash nasty streak the offensive line has. So Cam Smith is is, is extraordinarily important, as usual, right? There's nothing new there. But sure. the, uh, the down linemen are going to have to show up and play very, their best game of the year by far, and not just physically, though that's part of it. They also have to play very – Smart football. Uh, Fatu is going to have to, you know, maintain, um, you know, good gap integrity. Some of that means you're going to have to do a little anticipating while within Clancy's scheme, you're going to have to anticipate certain pressure gaps. Uh, Rasheem is going to have to be disruptive. He's going to have to get in the backfield, but I guarantee you they're going to double team him. They're going to chip block him. They're going to reach him with the two guys. Uh, you know, everything you can imagine, they're going to go after him because that's, the formula that showed up against Notre Dame. Now, now Fatu didn't play against Notre Dame. Uh, uh, Rashim, of course, did, and, and it was it was a tough day for, frankly, everybody. But um, it was especially tough, I thought, on Rashim uh, being uh, driven off the line. He can't allow that to happen. He's got to get in the backfield. 
And that leaves us with, uh, you know, uh, Nwosu, who can be extraordinarily disruptive. Um, Will, uh, uh, linebacker, Houston, is, is going to have to uh, figure out a way to play both inside and then the perimeter side of the, of the ball and uh, to the wide side. And that's going to be a challenge. Anyway, you know what? Uh, it's going to be a great game. It's a challenge. If we want to be an elite program and enter, re-enter those ranks that we've been at for decades and decades and decades, this is the kind of team and this is the kind of game we have to win. And it's going to take place right there at the line of scrimmage. And I love what you just said about that. You know, this is the matchup you need to win. I couldn't agree more with that sentiment, Kevin. Just, uh, and that's why I look at this, uh, as a, as a game for Clay Helton in so many ways, when, when you are matching wits with an Urban Meyer and, and a coaching staff that is, uh, you know, you got a Greg Schiano running your defense. That's pretty darn good. Um, what a test for the USC coaches on this one. It is. And as uh, we chatted earlier, uh, it, as I look at it, it's uh, Urban with a proven track record, championships mm-hmm. under his belt, uh, with a seasoned uh, veteran staff. Uh, veteran, not just in terms of year, but veterans in terms of championships under their belt. We're, and, and very much old school prep, full pads, two hour practices, uh, you know, we're not fooling around kind of approach versus Clay and a, a new staff with regards to championships, uh, as a staff, right? Um, bringing on our, uh, kind of the, what we call it, the October practice approach or the, whatever it was, November, you know, where we do shells and keep, uh, keep the physicality light on practice, but the mental preparation heavy. Okay. That's, that's an approach. And okay. We'll see what works. And uh, I, I, I certainly hope that, uh, the fresh legs and the heavy minds, if you will, and the preparation, uh, will, uh, will offset the, uh, old school prep by Urban. I think Urban and his, uh, his crowd of, of uh, veterans, both uh, players and coaches in particular, um, add to the uh, notion that we are the more than touchdown underdog. Right. Yeah, that's, a, that, that's a big number for the USC Trojans to be that kind of number. It is. It, it, um, it is. It's, yeah. Oh, I, I was just going to segue in uh, – I really, at some point, we need to talk about JT Barrett and this guy. It's a guy who's been around for a long time, Kevin. He's won a lot of football games. Uh, the praise that you hear from within the Ohio State program about this young man as a winner, a leader, three-time captain. Um, I look at him, and I do, we see a lot of good quarterbacks in the Pac-12, and I don't see a great quarterback in him, but obviously this is a guy who does a lot of things well, and he's got talent yeah. around him at the skill positions. Yeah, this is a guy that is a uh, a winner, and he happens to play corner quarterback. Right, he could play other positions, frankly, in my mm-hmm. view. But he's a he's a very uh, talented uh, quarterback. He's not a classic, uh, you know, pocket type quarterback or even an RPO type quarterback. He's got a lot of great tools. I think the the most uh, powerful tools tool to get uh, that he has is that he's a winner. He's been up against adversity, including his own his own physicality and his knee surgery just you know less than a month ago, I believe. Um, and he, and he, he's going to play until they win. And our job is to uh, defeat him and the offense, right? Um, and create a situation where if it's Sam and the offense versus the Buckeyes and their defense versus the other way around, mm-hmm. Buckeye offense against our defense. Then I like our odds. 
if it turns into uh, a, a more of our defense versus their offense, uh, you know, time of possession, big plays, chunk plays, you know, mistakes, whatever, you know, certain penalties, pass interference, uh, you know, jumping, uh, you know, offside, defensive offside, which we're, we're, you know, frankly, we have a tendency for that. Then, uh, you know, honestly, uh, I got to tell you, we're going to put ourselves in a hole. Because they have the guys on that side to, to, to do it. Let's talk about their tailbacks. Um, really, it's kind of a freshman who has, uh, come in and stolen the show for them in, in, in Dobbins. And I believe he's a Texas kid, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. And so uh, what, what, what do you see from him uh, and the other guys they have? Yeah, and you know what? You can change the names. You put in, uh, you, know, uh, you know, to be determined, TBD, and they still right. have a good running back. They just, they just like us, they're going to have guys in the backfield that can run. However, Dobbins is special. Um I tell you, I live in Dallas, as you know, and uh, Texas uh, has a stake and produce some pretty darn good running backs. And uh, mm-hmm. Dobbins we is know one. That. We know that right now. We we sure do. And we got Sed Ware and we got Rojo. So, you know, Texas can put it out there. And uh, but this this is a special running back, and oh, actually two, uh, one a little bit more senior, of course, mm-hmm. and one a true freshman. Uh, they'll break tackles. They have uh, speed uh, in in space, of course. Uh, they'll make the first tackler miss, so we're going to have to really be on a, a our A game, stopping people and really pursuing and bringing you know more people uh, to the uh, I'll call it point of attack. But with Ohio State and many teams, but with Ohio State in particular, the point of attack is frankly anywhere along the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they will they will find a hole, hold their blocks. Frankly, they'll hold the defensive player, but that you know that has to be called, which brings me to my last point in a moment. Um, and then they'll make a break, and they're downfield. The, the, an area where they're a little, uh, I wouldn't call it suspect, because they're not suspect in any years, but where they're not as strong as catching the ball out of the uh, out of the backfield. Uh, they're not quite as skilled in that area. They do, they they will throw to their back, um, but that's not an area that they've had to go to as much as uh, other other uh, teams. And, and frankly, I'd like to see uh, offensively. I like to see us utilize both Rojo and Carr out of the backfield. I think that, that really creates some mismatches that we're going to have to exploit. Uh, the, the other the point I was going to make is that, and oh by the way, one thing Ohio State has never faced is a Pac-12 officiating crew. <laughs> Get ready for that. Right. You're not going to like what you see. Nope, not much. I, I'll tell you, you were sitting there talking about the running backs, and, and one of the points, Kevin, that Clay Helton made over and over again during the bowl practices was how impressed he was with uh, with the number of wide receivers they have. I think he said five guys averaging over 15 yards a catch. Um, and just saying, hey, don't don't think this is three yards in a cloud of dust. You know, they got receivers that can really hurt you, and they got a lot of them. <laughs> They they do and uh, they have some they have some the, the tall uh, kind of lanky receiver a couple of those guys one guy in particular and they've got a lot of they got three guys that are just burners uh, that run big vertical routes which is why their average per catch is so high because they have big chunk plays mm-hmm. uh, Barrett loves to throw long vertical passes uh, generally uh, you know go routes but other similar kinds of uh, verticals some posts. Patterns mostly just vertical, like hey, go deep, you know, and I'll throw you the ball. And it works. He's got a, he's got a and it works. He's got a strong arm, uh, and can he can put the ball out there 55 yards and up in the air, 50 to 55 yards, which is 
he can out throw coverage. And with their running game as stout as it is and people moving up, uh, they're open. Now, what he's not as skilled at, he being Barrett, the quarterback, is on the intermediate and the uh, the shorter crossing uh, touch passes. Look, he's not a zero there. Don't get me wrong. But if I had to critique his, his effectiveness, he's typically been good for three or so, three plus, let's call it, uh, long verticals uh, to his, those speedy receivers. And they're big chunk plays, usually touchdowns, by the way. Um, and uh, that's something we're going to have to watch. And that's, frankly, uh, one-on-one cover. That's cornerback with maybe a, a single deep uh, uh, safety, uh, especially if we're in a nickel, and, uh, you know, trying to help over the top. And that safety cover, if you think about it, if you got two vertical routes on the same uh, play, you know, with a single high safety or not even single high, just a single safety somewhere, you know, available to help out the cornerback, they got to cover a lot of territory, and it's going to be a deeper ball than we're used to seeing. Okay, let's uh, let's end this. You, you mentioned earlier Kevin, <laughs> talking about you like the matchup of the USC offense versus the Ohio State defense. I want us to tell. I want you to tell us why. What, what, what do you like about this? Do you anticipate seeing anything different with T. Martin now? Let's say one hundred percent in charge of calling the plays for this game. Yeah, I do actually. Um, here's what I would, I'm looking for. I want to see what our running effectiveness is on first down. I think it's going to be challenged uh, on first down in particular. What I want to see is, all right, look, uh, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, doesn't mean we can't force our will and do related, uh, uh running the football, but, uh, let's look at, uh, what they give us and take it, right? And then start to really exploit and move the ball in a consistent manner and then look for our chunk play opportunities. And this is where I think Sam uh, he's, he could be just he can kill you. He's like a, just a dagger in the heart, and and that's what I really want to see. If we if we line up, uh, you know, you know, one single back, um, you know, turn around, stretch play. Ohio State's just not gonna. They're ready for a stretch play. Our between the tackle uh, plays, we're probably good for two or three, you know, ten to fifteen yard bursts up the a gap, and you know, uh, uh, with a single back. But if we go to a two-back look, if we go to a uh, two-tight end look with some a lot of motion, move some guys around, uh, create some uh, exploitive kinds of plays with, with Stephen Carr coming on the backfield, tight end, uh, uh, you know, Daniel Matabebe, get him into a seam or into a flat, open up the uh, the playbook for, for Pittman, who is a mismatch, by the way, for Ohio State. Ohio State cornerbacks are pretty good. They haven't seen our, our receivers. They don't. They don't know what that looks like yet. We're going to surprise them. It's going to be a game of uh, I wouldn't call it attrition. That's, that's a little negative, but it's going to be a game of, of just heavyweights out there slugging at each other. You know, one uh, popping, uh, nicking the jabs out there. That's us. The other guy throwing right hand. Uh, uh, you know, uh, body blows. That's the Ohio State with the occasional uh, you know long shot. Well, let's see what happens. Put him in a situation where, you know, Sam is, is highlighted and gets some protection, then I really like our chances because then we're going to see some of the guys, you know, breaking some, some plays, breaking some tackles, getting out in space. And then all that, quote, athleticism and will to win will become, uh, you know, up close and personal. And I tell you, if, if we can keep this thing, you know, within striking distance, you can get a lead going in the fourth quarter, I really like our chances.
I'm getting fired up, Kevin. Let's have a good one on Friday night. Thanks for your time. Let's do it.